on this edition of Life on the Run. The God is faithful to us. He'll never leave us. So even if you are in that moment right now, God is faithful to you. He will never leave. And maybe beyond your understanding of your current situation, but he won't leave. Life moves fast. And we don't often take a moment to hit the brakes and slow down. Do you want to take your life and your faith to the next level? Join Pastor Dale Sism as he shines a light on what it truly means to love God, serve people, and share Christ in your area of influence. This is Life on the Run, a weekly podcast designed to help more people find true life in Jesus Christ. So today we are going to um, discuss faith, okay? So we're going to kind of jump right into it. Um, We're going to start with some non-negotiables. We're going to go with some facts. I'm going to make sure you guys are up to speed with me, and then we're going to continue through, okay? So um, faith, it is a two-way street, meaning that, number one, God calls us to be faithful to him, right? We can agree to that. But number two, God is also faithful to us, right? So I'm going to go over a few scripture here, um, and I'll go through them relatively quickly, um, but some scripture just kind of confirming those two facts. So God tells us um, he is faithful to us. Let's start with Psalm 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all All of his work is done in faithfulness. Amen. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So that one kind of stood out to me because um, I grew up in Illinois, kind of like I had mentioned earlier, and I actually grew up in an original family homestead. So the home is 190 some odd years old. It's, you know, the brick and the the logs and it's it's a legit log cabin. And I'm pretty sure I'm the eighth generation in the house. So when you think about a thousand generations, I can think back. I don't even know how many greats that is. Like when it comes to my great, 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 great grandpa built the place. I don't know how many greats it is. So when you try and like compare that to a thousand, man, that's impactful, right? So 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful. I mean, we could just stop there. There is more to the verse, but that's pretty straightforward. So God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. I found that one really good because quite frankly, it just implies that God's inherent nature, part of who he is, his being is that he is faithful. Saying that he cannot deny himself simply means that part of himself is his faithfulness to us. Amen? Um, the other one I've got here, and this one's, uh, this one's always a, a kind of a classic, if you will, but Lamentations 3, 23. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I almost like sing it every time I say it, right? <laughs> All right, but so let's go on to some scripture that says where we're supposed to be faithful to God then. <clears throat> let's go to Revelation 2.10. Be faithful until death, and he will give you the crown of life. It's pretty specific instruction, right? I mean, it's very clear. Uh, number two, Proverbs 3.3. 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. 
Now, if my kids were in the room, they'd be saying, tablet, huh? What, can I, can I play on the tablet? Right? The one would pop up, and then the other one would hear that one. They're popping out of cabinets and behind couches. I don't know where they're coming from, but they want to play on the tablet. Not that type of tablet. Uh, John 3.16, even John 3.16 calls us to be faithful, right? So, if God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, right? So, believe the call to be faithful, and you shall have eternal life. So we've kind of confirmed those two things. God calls us to be faithful, and God is faithful to us. Seems pretty easy, right? And it's probably pretty easy for God. I mean, I guess I don't know if God has like a scale of like easy, intermediate, difficult, expert level or anything like that. I think it's all expert level, and it's easy for him. You know, I don't think faithfulness is more difficult than... Name another miracle, right? But for us, on the other hand, it can get a little confusing. Sometimes it's kind of hard. I mean, let's be real. Sometimes we don't totally get it or we doubt and we worry. So is faith, the question is, is faith difficult and challenging and hard and a lot of work? Or is faith easy and basic and straightforward and maintainable, right? So those are the questions. So I want to, um, by the way, is, is, is the volume okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's good? Okay. Just a totally different sound than guitar. All right. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's take a poll. A little bit of interaction here, okay? So who has, hi buddy, who has had a moment in their life that was unequivocally the Spirit working, either in your own life or in somebody else's life, your neighbor's life, but who has experienced the Holy Spirit working in your life? A lot of people. Okay, very good. So check. We know that God works in our lives. Okay, who has had the opposite of that? Who's had a moment where they questioned where God was? Why didn't that prayer get answered? Wow, the timing on that wasn't what I wanted it to be. Okay, maybe that's where you're at right now. I've had those moments. We all have. The components, and that what I always cling to, and what I understand based on God's word, is that we're promised that God is faithful to us. He'll never leave us. So even if you are in that moment right now, God is faithful to you. He will never leave. It may be beyond your understanding of your current situation, but he won't leave. So I just want to really let that sink in. I really want to confirm that, okay? So, but let's talk about how faith can be easy. So I'm going to give you a bit of a visual to start, all right? <clears throat> so I am here. You see me. You hear me. Ryan exists, correct? That's where you all say yes. Hold on. I'll be back. All right, can anyone see me now? No. Do you know I'm still here? No. Somebody say no? I did not expect that. <laughs> That's a real easy visualization though, right? I was here. He was talking. God did answer my prayer. I did see him move in my life. So it's not a matter of where did he go or that he's not there. It's just a matter of it's not on our own understanding, right? So faith literally is, even though I can't see him because he's behind the stage, he still exists. Amen. Okay, very good. So it's even just basic. The, uh, back to the God, uh, back to the John three sixteen. Believe in God and you shall be saved. That's the instruction, right? There's no like secret <coughs> code or like trick or anything like that. So sometimes. 
Faith, I'm not going to say sometimes, faith should be like the shoe company Nike. Just do it. Faith. Just have it. Okay? So what do you mean just have it? Well, let me, let me work my, uh, my real life into here. We are going to go with some like current real life situations. We'll go with some past situations. By the way, just a hint to you for moving forward is that the past situations are going to be scripture. It's going to be the word of God. Okay? So at work, there are days where it's all about the big picture. It's all about the strategy. What am I going to do tomorrow that will impact us in a year from now, right? How am I going to structure this? How am I going to research that? How am I going to shift this a little bit to make this larger impact down the road? How am I going to do all this stuff, right? There are other days at work where you just got to get stuff done. And there's a pile this tall and somebody's got to do it. You just do it. You're not strategizing about, oh, that's a big pile. How should I take that pile and move it to, no, you just do. <laughs> the strategy is you take the one on the top and you do it. And then you take the next one on the top and you do it. So sometimes you just have to get things done, right? So strategy versus like the getting it done part, all right? So I think the getting it done part, we, we all do, but sometimes we lose sight of it and sometimes we have a, a, a lost realization of it. I know I do. Um, we, we will a lot of times, uh, well, here's a situation I am in currently and um, you know, you're either reminded either by yourself or by the spirit or by your mom or dad or your, your neighbor next to you, whatever the case is, and I'll, let's lift it up in prayer. Let's give it back to God, etc. And I got to be real honest, there was a time in my life when I had no idea what that meant. Give it back to God. Like, just give it? I didn't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give you a, a real life example. I actually remember this because it was pretty impactful in my life. It was a couple years after we'd been going here. I was working downtown St. Paul um, and... Uh, I was going into work, and I knew, I just knew, that today was going to be the worst. I didn't sleep well the night before because I was stressed out from the, the things that took place the day before. I had customers that were mad at me. I had a mutiny on my staff at work. Here I am ready to walk the plank, and my team is the one like, ha-ha! They didn't actually do that, but metaphorically, right? So I was driving into work just knowing that it was going to be the worst day I will ever have in my adult life up to, up to this point, right? So, and I'm kind of trying to get things going. I'm the only one there in the morning. I'm kind of praying as I go, and I'm kind of thinking back and forth, and I'm kind of having this conversation, whether it was with myself or with God, I don't really know, but I'm kind of having this conversation like, I just give it back to God, right, because that makes sense, right? Just like, here you go, it's a tangible thing, I can just hand you it. At some point in time, I kind of stopped, and I had this like, you know what, I really do need to just actually stop and, and pray about this, right? So, it, not all the light, it was just like the security lights in the building, so it's fairly dark, I'm in the back, no one can see me, I sit down, sit down on the stairs, and, um, and by the way, you guys can use this prayer anytime you need it. It's not like patented or coined or anything like that. Feel free to use it. But my prayer went something like this. It was, God, today's going to be bad. Um, and I don't think I can handle it. Um, I am, 
I'm at the end of my rope. Um, I just cannot handle what's going on. This is going to be terrible. And people say to give it back to you and lift it up in prayer. And I really just don't know like what that means or how to do that. So I guess I am taking my bad day and giving it back to you. Uh, so here it is. I don't know what that means, but I'm asking for help here. Amen. And I kind of went on about my day and, and things were good. But I don't know if it was when I was getting ready to leave or on my way home, but at some point in time towards the end of my day, I suddenly realized that like, huh, today really wasn't that bad. Like I didn't walk off the plank. People didn't yell at me. I, it was okay. Man, hallelujah for that. Right, so I had this moment that like, did that work? I had no idea what I was doing. Was it, was it the hand motion? <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the point I want to get out of that, by the way, the hand motion all, all the time, every day. Um, it wasn't the words that I said. It wasn't how I did it. It wasn't the location around me. It wasn't strategizing that, hmm, I should probably pray in a certain manner. I was just kind of at the end of my rope, and I just said, you know what, God, I don't know how to do this with help. And that, from the heart, cry out to Jesus, that knowing that even though I don't know how to do this, even though I don't know if this is the right way, my heartfelt cry out to God, the Savior who forgives me on a daily basis and has promised me wonderful things, took care of my needs that day. Right? So the point being, again, faith, just have it, is I cried out to God. I know God's bigger than me. I know he's bigger than the situations that I was facing. At one point in time, I had a hard time making the connection on those two things. But when I finally stopped long enough to just say, here you go, question mark, God answered that prayer. I'm very thankful for that. It's kind of thought-provoking, isn't it? Maybe even revolutionary? <laughs> no, not even, not even a little bit. Um, so unrevolutionary uh, to the fact that uh, um, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. So again, if you're looking for like, what's the secret trick? What's the answer? In every situation, present your request to God. Connect with God. That's the secret, right? So that's the just have it. That's the just do it part of it. Um, <clears throat> another, uh, another kind of quick story, but I, I want to, I before I get into the story, I want to mention that we also have to make sure that we look at it and say faith is not just about us specifically, okay? about our spouse, it's about our kids, it's about our brother and our family and our neighbor and our church family. It's, it's about all those people around us. And I think, quite frankly, that from time to time, we will look at a situation and we'll, we'll try and apply our own knowledge and our own logic. So I just bought a, a house um, and uh, God blessed us and it was really, really cool. And I can tell you that story another time. 
But a couple specifics is that um, a number of years ago on our other house, we had uh, refinanced so that we were down to 3.625% on our, on our old house. And going in to purchase this house, um, the rates were a little bit higher. They're still really good, but they're a little bit higher. And that was just one of those things that I was just kind of stuck on. Like, man, 4.125, like, uh, well, you know, even if it was at 4%, I'd just be more comfortable, I guess. And I think I actually said that word for word to Beth at one point in time. Like, I guess I'd just be more comfortable, even if it was at 4%. But you know what? This is an opportunity God's giving us, and I want to, you know, make sure that we're faithful. So whatever it is, God's got it worked out. So we offer. We get an accepted offer, the whole deal. Um, we're kind of locked in. But prior to the closing, we got a notice from our lender that like, hey, by the way, there's been a rate change on your interest. It's now at 4%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Woohoo. Absolutely. <laughs> Interestingly enough, and by the way, I didn't even like get on my knees and pray about that one. That was literally just like a, oh, I guess I'd just be more comfortable. It was a total unintentional prayer, by the way. But God knows. He knows who you are. He knows what's on your heart. He knows your request and your needs. So, but a couple weeks after that, I got another notice of a rate change. And it went even lower. Yeah. Not only did he answer my unintentional prayer, he went beyond my unintentional prayer and still answered, right? But I'm willing to bet that not necessarily anybody here, but there's somebody out there that if I was telling this story to saying, yeah, God really was faithful to us and he really answered prayer and he really took care of us in, in, this, in this deal, I'm willing to bet there's somebody that would say, come on, Ryan. I mean, we all know that the market's great right now. Now's a great time for mortgages. I mean, yeah, they go up and down. I mean, that's what, that's what, what it does. That's what happens, right? Like, yeah, you got a good rate, so good for you. But I mean, do you really think it was a God thing? <laughs> We're not called to specifically decide what was an answer to somebody's prayer and what was not. That is not our job, by the way. Um, there was a learning experience for me in that particular area. Uh, so this is a number of years ago. Uh, my my sister-in-law, she doesn't know I'm telling this story, but I'm going to anyway. Um, she was telling us uh, this story from prior in her life. Uh, she had four kids. Um, I think she was single at the time. I can't remember. Um, do you remember was she single at the time? I think she was single. Anyway, she had four kids, single mom. Um, didn't have any money. Had this old SUV. It was kind of rough. Needed a lot of work. And the brakes were squeaking really bad. And she knew it was going to cost her a bunch of money. And it was just really, really stressing her out because like, I don't have the money to fix these brakes. And so she's telling the story, and she said, you know, I got, just got fed up with it one night. And I'm driving, and I don't remember where she said she was driving to, but she was driving, so I just got fed up, and I couldn't take it anymore. And I just cried out, and just yelling in the car by myself, God, I can't take it anymore. I am done with this. I know this vehicle is a piece of junk. I know it needs brakes. I don't have the money. I don't know what I'm going to do. I command these brakes in the name of Jesus to stop squeaking. And they stop squeaking. They just stop squeaking. Okay? So here's the learning part for me. Later that night, Beth and I were driving home or wherever we were going. I made the comments like, yeah, it's a pretty cool story that she said. I mean, the thing that kind of stinks is that like that's not really how brakes work, right? Like, Ryan, you dummy. 
God can raise somebody from the dead. He can raise himself from the dead. He can heal the blind. He can heal the sick. He can make a man walk on water. He doesn't know how to do breaks, though. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> Come on, right? We're not called to use our own knowledge and our own intellect to dissect whether God was being faithful to somebody else. We are called to rejoice with our brothers and sisters. We are called to love and serve God and each other, right? So we should be rejoicing even if it is beyond our own understanding. Because quite frankly, I think a lot of these answer to prayers are beyond our own understanding. Amen? So not only are we called to rejoice, but we are called to lift up other people's prayer needs as well. Okay? I mean, really, do you, do you really think God wants to like mess around, break jobs or interest rates? He's got better things to do, doesn't he, Ryan? I mean, there's people starving, right? People are losing their homes. People don't have homes. Like, don't you think maybe we should pray for something else? Again, <laughs> that is not our job. That is no, if somebody has a specific prayer need, that's what we lift up in prayer with them, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So instead of seeking our knowledge, instead of seeking how can I get the best interest rate, instead of seeking who do I know that knows somebody that knows somebody else that could do brakes on my car so I don't have to take it into a mechanic, we should be seeking God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to us. That's his promise to us. Have faith in him. He has wonderful promises. So, faithfulness is then easy, right? <clears throat> It's just like Nike. You're telling me I just have to do it. Fine. Don't listen to me. Let's look at Deuteronomy 30.11. <clears throat> now, what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. I'm just going to start over with that. This is actually an interesting verse because I think this is one of the first verses that I pseudo-memorize. It's one that always stood out to me, and I don't think most people memorize something out of Deuteronomy first. It's usually like one of the Gospels or something like that. But, oh no, Ryan goes straight for Deuteronomy. So, I'll say it again. Now, what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask, who will ascend into heaven and bring it back and proclaim it to me so that I may obey? No, 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 no. Nor is it across the sea so that you ask, who shall travel the seas and bring it back to me and proclaim it to me so that I may obey? No. The word is very near to you, is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. Another version ends this way. It says, no, it is something very near to you, already in your mouths and in your hearts. You only have to carry it out. So we've gone through a few different verses here. We've gone through a few things in Scripture. And if you're looking for, like, again, what's the, what's the trick? What's the magic? How do I be so faithful that my prayers get answered? It's not about a trick or about magic. It's literally about the scripture that's just laid out right here for us. I go back to the Philippians. Do not be anxious in anything, but with everything in prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Deuteronomy 30.11. It is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is already in your hearts and in your mouths. You only have to carry it out. 
You only have to carry it out. It's like, it's like Deuteronomy was like prophesizing about Nike, right? Just do it. Just carry it out. I'm not saying that that actually happened, but it just made me laugh as I was studying through this. I was like, oh, there's a connection there. But if you need a map or what is the specific instruction, <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a map here, okay? <clears throat> Number one, believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe that God came to earth. He died for us so that we may be saved. Believe. Number two, follow the written commandments. And I put that in there specifically because sometimes it is easier for us, and I'm that way, like, this is all great, I really appreciate it, but, like, I still need, like, just tell me what to do. Ask Beth, she will agree. Sometimes she just has to very specifically tell me this is what I want you to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for what do I do, though, start with the Gospel. Go to the Ten Commandments. Go to the Beatitudes. You're looking for what do I do? What specifics do I do? Actionable items, okay? But it's not about the doing part. Step three, right? So believe in, believe in God. Step two, follow commandments. Step three, carry them out, church. Carry them out. Proverbs 3.3, 3, we, we said that earlier, but uh, we'll go back to it. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Stay near to Jesus. Stay close to God. Keep his word on the tablet of your heart. Keep his word bound around your neck. Keep it there. See, God is most glorified. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied with him. I'll say that again. God is most glorified. He is most praised, most worshipped, most loved, most lifted high when we are most satisfied in him. So think about that. What satisfies you on a daily basis? Well, my coffee. Cheers. <laughs> my kids, my wife, my house, my job. All of these things satisfy me. But if I am most satisfied in our risen Savior, God is then most glorified. If what I seek after on a daily basis is God, then he is most glorified. If what makes me the happiest is God, then he is glorified. That's what, he, that's what most glorifies God. So carry them out. There's another, uh, <clears throat> there's another uh, um, you know, game that's sometimes played, and, and um, I think it's just a sneaky way of making us doubtful, right? So if we're in one of those moments where it's just like, man, where's God right now? I feel like my prayers aren't being answered. I mean, I won't ask the question because I, I think it's, it's common for a lot of people, but I know if I'm in that moment, I'll say, well, everything looks good for them over there. Well, they're lifting their hands higher in worship. Maybe I should try that. You know, or maybe they're, they're you know, on their knees in prayer. Maybe I should try that. 
this is not about like, there's no scale, right? There's no scale level one to 10 on are you a level 10 Christian or a level two Christian? No, there's not. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God is only faithful to level seven and above. Okay? It does not exist, all right? So if you are the type where your faithfulness, your connection with God, your worship of our Lord and Savior is quiet meditation, Praise be to God. If for you it's speaking in tongues, praise be to God. If it for you it is dancing wildly in worship, praise be to God. If it's kneeling on a riser, praise be to God. It's not about who's better at being faithful or better at being a Christian. No, get rid of that thought. Doubt will absolutely sneak in via that avenue 100% of the time has for me time and time again, right? Gosh, why isn't my prayer being answered? Why is this happening to me? What's going on in my life that I'm not doing that they seem to have it going on, right? Maybe I should try with her. No, no, just again, no. Don't get caught up in that trap. Praise God, carry it out. So again, faithfulness is easy. Believe in God. Follow the written commandments. Carry them out. <clears throat> we'll come to close here in a minute. But to kind of maybe tie this together a little bit for everybody, what are, what are maybe some specific examples? Ryan, could you give me some examples of what this sounds like or looks like or feels like? Yeah. God, I'll be faithful to you in my new home purchase. I'm nervous. There are a lot of unanswered questions, but I think this is an opportunity that you've laid out before me. I want to be faithful to you. So I'll carry it out. God, I'm faithful to you in taking this job. I'm nervous. It's a change. It's out of my comfort zone. It's something new. I hope that I'll still be able to provide. But I'm faithful that you always provide for me. Carry it out. God, I'm having problems with my boss, my coworker, my brother, sister, husband, wife. But I know that your written word says that you have a plan for me. So I know that you have a plan for my relationship with this person. I know it. I don't like it. I don't like what's happening on a daily basis, but I know that you've got a plan for this. So I am faithful to you, Lord God, and I pray for your guidance. I pray for your spirit's direction. Carry it out. Lord God, I heard this new guy that talk at church today. I'm not 100% sure he made a whole lot of sense. But I want to be more faithful to you, so I am going to seek you and your righteousness, and I'm going to trust you more than what I can Google on my given situation. Carry it out, church. It's literally that simple. What's the trick? What's the magic? The magic is to, with your whole heart... Reach out to the God that saved you. With your whole heart, give things back to God. With your whole heart, trust that he's got you taken care of. He always provides. It may not be how you expect it. It may not be how you're used to it. But God always provides no matter what. Church, we're called to be faithful. We're not called to figure out how to be faithful. We're not called to figure out each individual situation. We're called to present all of our requests to God. Right? So... Take what we think. I'm only a level six. Maybe I'm a level eight. Pastor asked me to come up here and preach. 
<laughs> There's no level. Boy, am I thankful for that. <laughs> but the deal is, God will heal your blindness. He will heal your, heal your sickness. He will give you a better interest rate. He will allow you to walk on water. <laughs> he, he's promised us his kingdom. Church will even fix your brakes. We're called to carry it out. Faithfulness goes in both directions. And it can seem like work for us from time to time. It can seem difficult for us from time to time. But we're not called to, we're not called to get caught up in the doubts. We're not called to get caught up in the difficulty. We're called to just simply present our request to God. It's already in our hearts. It's already on our lips. Bind it around our neck. Write it on the tablet of our heart. I'm so thankful for the plans that God has for me. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Life on the Run. Find show notes, video, and much more on our website at eplife.org. Join our Facebook community at eplife.org forward slash Facebook. To support the work and ministry of Life Church, head to eplife.org forward slash giving. Life Church is located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and our weekly services are at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And join us next week for Life on the Run podcast so that you can leave your mark on the world by hitting the brakes, increasing your faith, and living out your life for Christ. Christ.